It's the Old Man Yells at Music Podcast. The show where a guy looks back at selected hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also, some old musical TV shows, albums you may have forgotten or never even heard of, and more. Now, here's your host, the old man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello, and welcome to episode 105 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. This week, we take a look at the charts from June 2nd, 1984. Around this time, the video game Tetris was released for the first time. Was it for Atari, Nintendo, the Commodore 64? No, it was for the Soviet-made Electronica 60. That's, that's right. All those hours that hundreds of millions of people have spent moving those dropping bricks around have their origin in a Russian computer lab. Let's see what was going on in the culture beyond the most successful commercial product of Soviet communism. You want a big month for movies? This was a big month for movies. Four of 1984's ten highest grossing films came out in June. The one that ended up second overall behind, behind only Beverly Hills Cop was Ghostbusters. Yep. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, the Keymaster of Gozer, the Stay Pup, Marshmallow Man, and the theme song Ray Parker Jr. borrowed from Huey Lewis. The number four for the year was Gremlins, the comedy about those cute little furry creatures who should not be exposed to water or fed after midnight. Right behind it was The Karate Kid, with Ralph Macchio as the young would-be fighter whom Pat Morita teaches how to wax on, wax off, and kick a guy in the face. And at number nine was Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, in which Captain Kirk and the Enterprise crew bring our favorite Vulcan back to life after he died in Star Trek II. There were plenty of other high-profile releases as well. Looking for sequels? Try Cannonball Run 2, another illegal cross-country car race with Burt Reynolds and an all-star cast. Or maybe Conan the Destroyer. With Arnold Schwarzenegger as the fictional barbarian, now alongside Wilt Chamberlain and Grace Jones. Comedy fans could check out the raunchy Bachelor Party, the first Tom Hanks movie to come out after Splash made him a star. Or Val, Kim Val Kilmer as a rock singer caught up in an East German plot in Top Secret, a gag fest from the makers of Airplane. If you were in the moon for crime drama, there was the gangster epic once Upon a Time in America with Robert De Niro, or The Robbery Caper, The Pope of Greenwich Village with Mickey Rourke and Eric Roberts. Want something musical? There was Streets of Fire, a story about rockers and gangs with a cast including Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, and Willem Dafoe. And Beat Street, a drama set in the world of New York's emerging hip-hop and breakdancing culture. And if you wanted music and comedy, but weren't picky about weren't picky about the quality of either, there was Rhinestone, the team-up of Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton that no one asked for but happened anyway. Let's check the TV schedule for June 2nd, 1984. ABC started at 8 with coverage of the U.S. Olympic trials. The listing I found doesn't specify for what sport, but I did a little research and I think it was probably gymnastics so it would have been a chance to see Mary Lou Retton before she became America's sweetheart in Los Angeles. Then after that, it was 
ABC's long-running Saturday night get celebrity guest star delivery systems, The Love Boat and Fantasy Island. CBS led off with WizKids, a short-lived adventure series about teenage computer hackers who help solve crimes. Well, Tetris hadn't got to America yet. What else were they going to do? Then at 9, they showed the 1980 film Defiance, in which Jan Michael Vincent and Danny Aiello take on a Latin street gang. And on NBC, you had the sitcoms Different Strokes, Silver Spoons, and Mama's Family, followed at 9.30 by People Are Funny, a revival of an old Art Linkletter game show starring comedian Flip Wilson. And at 10... It, it, they had some kind of news program under the title NBC Reports. On the bestseller lists, Danielle Steele was just starting to become a near constant on the fiction charts, and she was on top this week with her latest, Full Circle. Titles below her included The Aquitaine Progression, a non-born thriller by Robert, Redl- Robert Ludlum, D- Dr. Seuss's veiled commentary on the nuclear arms race, The Butter Battle Book, and The Witches of Eastwick, the John Updike novel that would later become a movie starring Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon, and Jack Nicholson. Meanwhile, nonfiction readers were picking up humorist Irma Bombeck's collection, Motherhood, the Second second Oldest Profession, as well as other autobiographical works by notable women. Past Imperfect by Dynasty star Joan Collins, First Lady from Plains by President Jimmy Carter's wife, Rosalind, and One Writer's Beginnings by author and, according to The Simpsons' proficient belcher, Eudora Welty. And the big story in music happened on the 18th, when the British metal band Judas Priest played Madison Square Garden, and their, and their fans weren't exactly on their best behavior. Before the show, a local DJ was the target of beer bottles and other objects, when he, when he announced some upcoming events at the Garden, including concerts by Neil Diamond and Helen Reddy. Later on in the show, fans were lighting off firecrackers, and during the encores, they started ripping up arena seats and throwing them around. Police made dozens of arrests, the band's insurance company had to pay for the damage, and Judas Priest was immediately banned from from ever playing Madison Square Garden again. And that ban apparently remains in place to this day. So now to the charts. As always, we begin below the top 40s. This week, we look at a guy who had some, some modest success as a recording artist, but has probably earned more money from other people's recordings of his, of his compositions. At number 47 in Canada, it's Strike by Eddie Schwartz. Born in Toronto in 1949, Eddie Schwartz began his music career playing guitar in the backing band of Canadian singer Charity Brown. Then he got his own record deal in the late 70s. His first success as a songwriter came in 1980 when Pat Benatar had a top 10 hit with her version of Hit Me With Your Best Shot. In the next couple years, Schwartz had three top 40 hits of his own, one of which, 1982's All Our Tomorrows, got to number 28 in the U.S. 
Strike was the first single from his third album, Public Life. Strike is typical 80s top 40 rock, complete with synthesizers. Let's hit the lyrics. Eyes cast this way, all dressed up for a killing. Is she the one? You know I'm more than willing. I've been waiting for so long. Now look who's come along. Nothing left to lose. Gotta make my move. Strike while iron's hot. Strike with all the strength I've got. Strike. Let the hammer fall tonight. Don't walk away. Goodbyes, I've heard too many. I need an angel. I need an angel. Last call for company. Don't want a number I could call. Already got one off the wall. What I want to do, I gotta get to you. Two things about Schwartz's performance, vocal performance here. One, I think he sounds a bit like another Eddie. Eddie Money. That's okay. It works. What doesn't work so much is how he pronounces the word iron. Iron. Sounds awkward every time. Although on the plus side, it does remind me of the Simpsons episode where Bart slips in a gata de vida into the hymn book at church and Reverend Lovejoy introduces it as In the Garden of Eden by Iron Butterfly. Strike peaked at number 47. Eddie Schwartz had no further top 40 hits as an artist, although he did hit the lower reaches of the Canadian charts three more times. He did have more success as a songwriter in the late 80s, composing Don't Shed a Tear for Paul Carrick and The Doctor for the Doobie Brothers. In recent years, he's become most active behind the scenes in the music industry, particularly with the Canadian performance rights organization SOCAN, as well as the Songwriters Association of Canada. Now we dig into the top 40s, starting with Canada's number 32, It's My Life by Talk Talk. Formed in London in 1981, Talk Talk's 1982 debut album, The Party's Over, spawned two hits in their home country, including a song called Talk Talk. It's My Life was the first single and title track from their second LP. It's My Life is danceable, atmospheric new wave. It's Mark Hollis's lyrics. Funny how I find myself in love with you. If I could buy my reasoning, I'd pay to lose. One half won't do. I've asked myself, how much do you commit yourself? It's my life. Don't you forget. It's my life. It never ends. Funny how I blind myself. I never knew. If I was sometimes played upon, afraid to lose, I'd tell myself, what good, you, what good do you do? Convince myself, it's my life. Don't you forget. Caught in the crowd. It never ends. Nearly 20 years later, Gwen Stefani and No Doubt covered this song to great success. They did pretty well with it, but I still stick with the original. I believe Hollis's confusion and disillusionment more. It's My Life peaked at number 30. It got to number 31 in the U.S. In Britain, it only got to number 46 on its initial release, but a reissue to promote a Greatest Hits collection hit number 13 in 1990. Talk Talk never returned to the top 40 in North America, and they had just one more hit at home before breaking up in 1991. Mark Hollis died in 2019 at the age of 64. We make our first stop in the UK for their number 35 song, 
Small Town Boy by Bronski Beat. Formed in London in 1983, Bronski Beat were led by two Glasgow natives, keyboardist Steve Bronski and singer Jimmy Somerville. Small Town Boy was the first single from their debut album, The Age of Consent. Small Town Boy is somber synth-pop about a young gay man who needs to leave his hometown to find acceptance in a larger city. Here are some lyrics. You leave in the morning with everything you own in a little black case, alone on a platform, the wind and the rain on a sad and lonely face. Mother will never understand why you had to leave, but the answers you seek will never be found at home. The love that you need will never be found at home. Run away, turn away, run away, turn away, run away. Pushed around and kicked around, always a lonely boy. You were the one that they talk about around town as they put you down. And as hard as they would, they'd try to hurt to make you cry. But you never cried to them, just to your soul. No, you never cried to them, just to your soul. Somerville's countertenor voice portrays the song's protagonist poignantly and powerfully. You hear the pain and weariness from years of being beaten down and belittled and the sadness about having to leave the only night life you've ever known. This kind of portrayal of gay life was uncommon in mainstream entertainment and was probably the first of its kind millions of people had been exposed to. Small Town Boy peaked at number three. It hit number nine in Canada and number 48 in the U.S., Bronski Beat had two more hits before Somerville left the group in 1985 to form his own group called the Communards. Bronski Beat then had two more hits with singer John Foster, then they broke up in 1995. Steve Bronski formed a new version of the group in 2016, but he had a stroke in 2018 and died this past December in a house fire. He was 61. We head to America now for number 40, Music Time by Styx. Formed in Chicago in 1961, Styx began as the Trade Winds, a group consisting of 14-year-old singer and keyboardist Dennis DeYoung and the 12-year-old Panozo twins, bassist Chuck and drummer John. They later added guitarist J.Y. Young, and in the early 70s, they signed a record deal and changed their name. They put out four albums before a track from their Sticks 2 album, Lady, became a top 10 hit in 1975. Then they switched labels, added another guitarist in Tommy Shaw, and became major stars, scoring 13 more hits, including six more top 10s and a number one in 1979's Babe. Music Time was the first single and only studio track from their first live album, Caught in the Act. Music Time seems like Sticks' attempt to do a homage to, and or parody, Devo. They had dabbled in that style of new wave on their earlier hit, Mr. Roboto, but that seemed to fit into the futuristic themes of their Kilroy Was Here album. But on this, they really commit to the bit to where you can almost picture the energy domes on their heads. As for the lyrics, I like music. The rhythm really gets to me. I can't control it. My feet move automatically, and I like hot licks, the kind I wish that I could play, and when I hear them, I crank the volume all the way, turn it on, turn it up, turn it loud, all the way, 
I like strangers. Their kindness means a lot to me. They don't ask questions, don't care about my history. And I like fast girls. I don't know what's come over me. They make me do things I would not ordinarily. Hear it, feel it, like it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Want it, need it, love it. Can't get enough of it. Try it, do it. Go ahead and go for it, all the way. And I like daydreams. I've had enough reality. My job is boring. I'm overworked and underpaid. I like TV. It stirs up all my fantasies. Girls in tight jeans, acting so outrageously. I like big things. The size of them impresses me. Just give me plenty. Forget about the quality. And I like fast food. The burgers, al the burgers always taste the same. No snotty waiters. Escargot or Beaujolais. So... Rip off another band's sound, then throw some random lyrics that could vaguely pass for social com commentary, but are actually just kind of lazy on top of it. And what you get sounds like, I don't know, something you just toss off to, to fulfill a contract obligation. And wouldn't you know, that's exactly what this is. I will admit there is some charm to the way they, they're phoning it in. I can't hear a single fuck being given in any part of this song. Music Time peaked at number 40. Styx disbanded soon afterward, but they reformed six years later without Shaw, and they managed two more hits, including the top five, Show Me the Way. They've continued on with various lineups, and they released their 17th studio album, Crash of the Crown, late last year. We remain in the USA for number 30, My Ever-Changing Moods by the Style Council. Formed in Woking, England in 1982, the Style Council were led by Paul Weller, who'd just broken up the highly successful band The Jam. He formed it with Mick Talbot, a former member of Dexy's Midnight Runners. The duo had already picked up four hits in the UK, including two top tens, when they released this the first single and title track from their first American LP. My Ever-Changing Moods is skittery soul rock about the fleeting nature of life. I'm not going to read the lyrics. No, wait. I've decided I will. Daylight turns to moonlight, and I'm at my best, praising the way it all works and gazing upon the rest. The cool before the warm, the calm before the storm. Oh, the cool before the warm, the calm after the storm. I wish to stay forever, letting this be my food. Oh, but I'm caught up in a whirlwind and my ever-changing moods. Bitter turns to sugar. Some call it, uh, some call a passive tune. But the day things turn sweet for me won't be too soon. The hush before the silence, the winds after the blast. Oh, the hush before the silence, the winds after the blast. I wish we'd move together. This time the bosses sued. Oh, what Oh, but we're caught up in the wilderness in an ever-changing mood. Teardrops turn to children who, who've never had the time to commit the sins they pay for through another's evil mind. The love after, a, the, love after the hate, the love we leave too late. The love after the hate, the love we leave too late. I wish we'd wake up one day and everyone feel moved. Oh, but we're caught up in the dailies and an ever-changing mood. I'm a big fan of the jam, but it's easily to, but it's easy to see why they never cracked America. They were British through and through. 
But Weller's love of American soul music was present even with them. So when he, when he made that more of a focal point with his new group, that surely helped them get traction in the U.S. And outside of that, this is just a really good song. My Ever-Changing Moods peaked at number 29. It hit number 5 in Britain and number 42 in Canada. The Style Council never returned to the American Top 40, but they had 11 more hits at home, including four more Top 10s. Paul Weller went on to a successful solo career while Mick Talbot continued to, continues to record and perform with various other musicians. Back in Canada for number 24, Listen to the Radio by Pucka Orchestra. Formed in Toronto in 1979, Pucka Orchestra was fronted by Scottish-born Graham Williamson. They released their first independent single in 1981, then signed to a label and released their self-titled debut album, from which Listen to the Radio was the first single. Listen to the Radio is a cover of a song written by Tom Robinson and Peter Gabriel for Robinson's 1984 album Hope and Glory. Listen to the lyrics. Leave the bureau in the snow. Catch a tram to Uncle Poe. Early evening ring around the moon. Slip in by the concierge. Buy the bikes and up the stairs. Snap the latch and creep into the room. You throw off your coat, pick up the post, and put a coffee on. Lie down on the bed, lay back your head, and smoke a cigarette. And listen to the radio. Listen to the radio. In the city late tonight. Double feature, black and white. Bitter tears and taxi to the clough. Find a bar. Avoid a fight. Show your papers. Be polite. Walking home with nowhere else to go. You throw off your coat. Pick up my note. And put, a, put another coffee on. Atmospherics after dark. Noise and voices from the past. Across the dial from Moscow to Cologne. Interference in the night. Thousand miles on e either side. Stations fading into the unknown. This is dark, stylish new wave. I didn't know beforehand that Peter Gabriel had anything to do with this. But between the lyrics and the dark foreign tone, it seems obvious to me now. Listen to the radio was down from a peak of number 19. Shortly after this, Graham Williamson was struck was stricken with kidney problems, ultimately requiring a transplant. The group, broke, the group broke up in 1988, and Williamson died in 2020. Now we're back in the UK for number 29, So Tired by Ozzy Osbourne. Born in Warwickshire in 1948, John Michael Osborne first found fame as lead singer of the pioneering metal band Black Sabbath. He was fired from Sabbath in 1979, then he began a solo career, guided by his manager and eventual wife, Sharon Arden, daughter of Black Sabbath manager Don Arden. His first two solo albums were huge sellers, and the first single and title track from his third LP, Bark at the Moon, became his first top 40 hit. So Tired was the follow-up. Unlike the howling hard rock he's best known for, So Tired is a, ballad with, is a ballad with prominent piano and strings. Let's wake up to the lyrics. Time has come to say goodbye. I know it's going to make you cry, but you belong to another, my love, and half a love that that just isn't enough. 
I am so tired and I just can't wait around for you. I am so tired and I always thought we'd see it through. I've waited all this time for you. Believe your promises were true. I keep believing that you mean what you say. Be mine, be mine tomorrow. Now tomorrow's today. And I often sit and wonder why you're not with me tonight. I stayed at home remaining true while you do what you wanted to do. Given the context, those are some interesting lyrics. Are they personal? Is Ozzy the cheater or the cheatee? Given his reputation at the time for being perpetually intoxicated, I wouldn't blame Sharon for, for seeking more stable companionship. But I'm sure Ozzy had plenty of opportunities to stray himself. Regardless, this shows a vulnerable side to the fucking Prince of Darkness that we would glimpse in the future in, a, in another song like Mama, I'm Coming Home, as well as in other avenues. So tired. I mean, so tired. So tired. So tired. So tired peaked at number 20. Ozzy Osbourne would have five more UK hits, including a number one in the form of a cover of Black Sabbath's Changes he did alongside his daughter Kelly. In 2002, Kelly and her brother Jack appeared with their parents on the MTV reality show The Osbournes, which ran for four seasons. He continues to record and perform, and his latest album, Ordinary Man, was released in 2020. We're into the top 20s now, beginning in Britain with number 13, Breakdance Party by Break Machine. Formed in New York in 1983, Break Machine was created when Jacques Morale and Henri Bololo, the French producers who had put together the village people, were looking for a new musical style to cash in on. Assembling rappers Cortez Jordan, Keith Rogers, and Lindell Blake, they put together the single Street Dance, which hit number three in the UK. Breakdance Party was the follow-up. Breakdance Party is electro-funk-based hip-hop about having a party during which there will be dancing of the break variety. Let's pop and or lock the lyrics. Let's have a breakdance party. Let's have a breakdance party. I'm going to wear it out tonight. So far, beneath the city, so far beneath the city lights. So come along. Let's have a breakdance party. I'm going to press my chill duds, my leather belt with all the studs. So call your friends. Let's have a breakdance party. Tonight I'm going out to dance, and I'm not talking about romance. So come along. Let's have a breakdance party. You see, we're going to the top because b-boys never stop. So call your friends. Let's have a breakdance party. Breakdance. Just let your body work tonight. And breakdance. We'll party till the morning light. Then breakdance, and everything will be all right. Let's breakdance all night long. Breakdance, we'll rock it to the top, and then we'll breakdance. You'll watch the way we shock, and then you'll breakdance, and everyone will pop so we can breakdance all night long. I can, I want to spin around and roll and give it every bit of soul, so come along. Let's have a breakdance party. You see, we're rocking on the one, and you can come and join the fun, so call your friends. Let's have a breakdance party. Obviously, this is incredibly dated now. But at the time, it was a new sound describing a new form of expression, and it sounded especially exotic and ocean away, which is why songs like this and Malcolm McLaren's Buffalo Gals were more successful in Britain and Europe than in home. At least that's my opinion. 
Breakdance Party was down from a peak of number nine. Break Machine had one more UK hit, and apparently they're still active. Their most recent single came out in 2013, and reportedly they still play old-school hip-hop tribute shows. We're in America again for number 18, Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Born in Long Branch, New Jersey in 1949, Bruce Springsteen's musical career began in 1965 when he he joined a local band called the Castiles. When they broke up in 1968, he joined another band called Steel Mill, which contained three other members of what would become the E Street Band. Springsteen was signed to a record deal and released his debut album, Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey, in 1973. But it wasn't until his third album, Born to Run, that he began to earn big record sales. And that LP's title title track became his first hit. He had picked up three more hits by the time he released this, the first single from his seventh album, Born in the USA. Dancing in, the, Dancing in the Dark is uncharacteristically danceable rock with a big beat and synths driving the melody. The lyrics reflect, reflect Springsteen's frustrations with trying to write the hit single his manager told him he needed to round out the album. Let's fire up the lyrics. I get up in the evening and I ain't got nothing to say. I come home in the morning. I go to bed feeling the same way. I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself. Hey there, baby. I could use just a little help. You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. Messages keep getting clearer. Radio's on, and I'm moving around my place. I check my look in the mirror. Want to change my clothes, my hair, my face. Man, I ain't getting nowhere. I'm just living in a dump like this. There's something happening somewhere. Baby, I just know that there is. You sit around getting older. There's a joke here somewhere, and it's on me. I'll shake this world off my shoulders. Come on, baby. The laugh's on me. Stay on the streets of this town, and they'll be carving you up all right. They say you gotta stay hungry. Hey, baby, I'm just about starving tonight. I'm dying for some action. I'm sick of sitting around here trying to write this book. I need a love reaction. Come on now, baby. Give me just one look. You can't start a fire sitting around crying over a broken heart. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. You can't start a fire worrying about your little world falling apart. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. It would be easy to see this as a sellout, but I would say that Bruce imposes... Bruce imposes himself on this style more than the style imposes on him. Even amongst the big production, he's still Mr. T-shirt and jeans, beers at the bar, and then drive home in a classic car. He tunes up himself like a boss. Does that sentence make sense? I hope so. Dancing in the Dark peaked at number two. It hit number three in Canada and number four in the U.K., This was the first of seven top 40 hits from the Born in the USA album, matching the record that had been set by Michael Jackson's Thriller. After that, he had seven more hits, including four top tens, and he has continued to record and perform steadily. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1999, and his most recent album, Letter to You, came out in 2020.
We're back in Canada for number 18, Rocket by Herbie Hancock. Born in Chicago in 1940, Herbie Hancock began his recording career in 1962, and a year later he joined trumpet legend Miles Davis's band. He had sold millions of albums and won acclaim for his jazz-funk fusion, fusion sound, but his top 40 success had been limited to the UK until he released this, the first single from his album Future Shock. Rocket is an instrumental on which Hancock uses synthesizers, drum machines, Latin percussion, and turntable scratches to create a track that bridges the gap between jazz and hip-hop. It's musicianly, funky, and futuristic. And it was helped by an innovative video directed by former 10CC members Kevin Godley and Lal Cream that would win five awards at MTV's first VMAs. Rocket was down from a peak of number nine. It hit number eight in Britain and number 71 in America. Hancock never returned to the pop charts, but he continued to record and perform, and he won an Album of the Year Grammy for 2007's River, The Joni Letters. His most recent album is 2010's The Imagine Project. Now we're into top tens starting with Canada's number six, They Don't Know by Tracy Ullman. Born in Buckinghamshire, England in 1959, Tracy Ullman got her start in the early 80s as a television actress, first on a soap, then, a, then on a successful sketch comedy series called Three of a Kind. She began a singing career in 1983, and They Don't Know was the first North American single from her debut LP, You Broke My Heart in 17 Places. They Don't Know is a cover of a song originally written and performed by Kirsty McCall, best known for her hit Christmas duet with the Pogues, A Fairy Tale of New York. You don't know the lyrics, I'm guessing, so here they are. You've been around for such a long time now. Well, maybe I could leave you, but I don't know how. And why should I be lonely every night when I can be with you? Oh yes, you make it right. And I don't listen to the guys who say that you're bad for me and I should turn you away, because they don't know about us, and they've never heard of love. I get a feeling when I look at you, wherever you go now, I want to be there too. They say we're crazy, but I just don't care. And if they keep on topping, talking, excuse me, still they get nowhere. So I don't mind if they don't understand when I look at you and you hold my hand, because they don't know about us and they've never heard of love. Why should it matter to us if they don't approve? We should just take our chances while we've got nothing to lose. Baby, there's no need for living in the past. Now I've found good loving. Gonna make it last. I tell the others, don't bother me, because when they look at you, they don't see what I see. No, I don't listen to their wasted lines. Got my eyes wide open, and I see the signs, because they don't know about us, and they've never heard of love. The production and instrumentation on this song give it the feel of one of the early 60s girl group hits that were cranked out by the tunesmiths of the Brill Building and often produced by Phil Spector. And it stands up with most of those records. Ullman's voice is suited to the style and the song has hooks for days. They Don't Know was down from a peak of number five. It hit number two in the UK and number eight in the US. Tracy Ullman had three more British his hits over the next year then put music aside to refocus on acting. In 1987, she starred in her own Fox comedy show that is now perhaps best remembered for launching The Simpsons. She's continued to work in TV and film on both sides of the Atlantic, 
she can be heard singing on the soundtracks of the movies Corpse Bride and Into the Woods. We're back on the British Isles for their number six, Dancing with Tears in My Eyes by Ultravox. Formed in London in 1974, Ultravox was originally known as Tiger Lily, but they changed their name before they got a record deal. The first three albums had little success, but after singer John Fox left and was replaced by Midge Ewer, they broke through when the title track to their fourth album, Vienna, hit number two in 1981. They'd scored nine more hits by the time they released this, the second single from their seventh album, Lament. Dancing with Tears in My Eyes is new wave synth pop with lyrics about getting home to the one you love when you know the world is literally about to come to an end. I'm sitting with dry eyes while I read the lyrics. Dancing with tears in my eyes, weeping for the memory of a life gone by. Dancing with tears in my eyes, living out a memory of a love that died. It's five and I'm driving home again. It's hard to believe that it's my last time. The man on the wireless cries again. It's over. It's over. It's late and I'm with my love alone. We drink to forget the coming storm. We love to the sound of our favorite song over and over. It's time and we're in each other's arms. It's time, but I don't think we really care. So it sounds like this guy's plan for the apocalypse is to go home and have sex until the bomb drops or the zombies get to his house or the poison gas cloud blows his way or whatever. Not exactly proactive. That's why he's the subject of, of a four-minute pop song instead of a movie uh, or a TV show. But I can't say it's the worst idea I've ever heard either. Dancing with Tears in My Eyes peaked at number three. It got to number 52 in Canada, but only made it to number eight on the Bubbling Under chart in the U.S. Ultravox had four more hits before breaking up in 1987. A version of the band without Midjure or John Fox, for that matter, made a go of it in the 90s, and then the classic Ure-led lineup, lineup reunited for one more album, 2012's Brilliant. We're in America once more for number four, Oh Sherry by Steve Perry. Born in Hanfield, California in 1949, Steve Perry was in a couple of bands before he was hired to be the new lead singer of Journey, just before they recorded their fourth album. He led the band to a string of hits in multi-platinum albums, and he scored his first hit without Journey when his duet with Kenny Loggins' Don't Fight It made the top 20 in 1982. He was still with the band when he recorded his first solo LP, Street Talk, from which Oh Sherry was the first single. Oh Sherry is a mid-tempo mid rock love song written about Perry's then-girlfriend, Sherry Swafford. Hold on while I read the lyrics. You should have been gone, not knowing how I made you feel, and I should have been gone after all your words of steel. Oh, I must have been a dreamer, and I must have been somewhere else. I must have been someone else, excuse me, and we should have been over by now. Oh, Sherry, our love holds on, holds on. Oh, I want to let go. You'll go on hurting me. You'd be better off alone if I'm not who you thought I'd be. But you know if that there's a fever. Oh, that you'll never find nowhere else. 
Can't you feel it burning on and on? I can tell you that their love did not, in fact, hold on. They broke up in 1986, but apparently they're still friends. She's apparently a successful esthetician now, but she'll always be linked to this song. It might not have been so, because Sherry is a much more common name than, say, Sharona. But she was in the but Sherry Swafford was in the video as well, so she can't really escape it. Oh Sherry peaked at number three. It got all the way to number one in Canada, but only reached number 89 in the UK. Steve Perry would have four more solo hits before and after Journey's first breakup in 1987. Perry joined them for a reunion in 1995, but left the band for good in 1997. He didn't record for 20 years before he released the album Traces in 2018. And he put out a Christmas album called The Season this past December. We'll run down the top tens and look at a number one right after this. The Old Man Yells at Music podcast now has a Patreon. Yes, if you like this podcast so much you are moved to financially support it, now you can. There are different tiers with different rewards, such as early episode access, the ability to vote on future topics, and bonus episodes about extra songs from the charts I cover, other charts from other years, genres, and countries, and even the biggest hits of the 21st century. And you can even pick an episode topic for me at the top level. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com and search Old Man Yells at Music. Or click on the link click on the links to the show notes, my social media posts, or the blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Help me yell more at more music. Become a Patreon subscriber today. Top 10 countdown time. America, you first. Number 10, To All the Girls I've Loved Before by Julio Iglesias and Willie Nelson. The unlikely hit duet between the Spanish crooner and the country legend. Number 9, Breakdance by Irene Cara. The third and final top 10 for the New York singer. Number 8, The Heart of Rock and Roll by Huey Lewis and the News. The fourth top 10 for the San Francisco band. Number seven, Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now by Phil Collins, his first U.S. number one. Number six, Sister Christian by Night Ranger, another San Francisco band with their biggest hit. Number five, The Reflex by Duran Duran, their first American number one. Number four, Oh Sherry by Steve Perry. Number three, Hello by Lionel Richie, the ex-Commodore's only Triple Crown winner. Number two, Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. Her first number one. And the number one song on the USA this week was... Let's Hear It For The Boy by Denise Williams, the Indiana-born singer's only solo number one, taken from the Footloose soundtrack. Now let's hear about the British top ten. Number ten, Against All Odds, Take A Look At Me Now by Phil Collins. Number nine, I Want To Break Free by Queen. The song that began the band's American decline due to MTV's banning of its cross-dressing video. Number eight, Searchin' by Hazel Dean. The first hit for a singer from Essex. Number seven, Feel Like Buddy Holly by Alvin Stardust. The sixth top ten for the London glam rocker. Number six, Dancing With Tears In My Eyes by Ultravox. Number five, 
You're the best thing by the style by the style council, their fourth top ten. Number four, automatic by the Pointer Sisters, their biggest UK hit. Number three, the reflex by Duran Duran. Number two, let's hear it for the boy by Denise Williams. And the number one song in the UK this week was "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" by Wham. Their first number one, which later that year would take the triple crown. And now, Canada's top 10. Number 10, Breakdance by Irene Cara. Number 9, Footloose by Kenny Loggins, his only North American number 1. Number 8, Let's Hear It for the Boy by Denise Williams. Number 7, Hold Me Now by the Thompson Twins, the biggest North American hit for the unrelated British trio. Number 6, They Don't Know by Tracy Ullman. Number 5, The Reflex by Duran Duran. Number 4, Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now by Phil Collins. Number three, To All the Girls I've Loved Before by Willie Nelson and Julio Iglesias. Number two, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. And the number one song in Canada this week and the one in our spotlights was... Hello by Lionel Richie. Born in Tuskegee, Alabama in 1949, Lionel Richie first found fame as a member of the group The Commodores, with whom he had many hits, including the 1978 Triple Crown winner, Three Times a Lady. After he had a massive hit duetting with Diana Ross on the song Endless Love, he left the group and began a solo career, which had already given him two North American number ones by the time he released this, the first single from his second solo LP, Can't Slow Down. Hello, 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 hello is a longing soul ballad which has always been Richie's specialty. Let me greet you with some lyrics. I've been alone with you inside my mind, and in my dreams I've kissed your lips a thousand times. I sometimes see you pass outside my door. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. You're all I've ever wanted, and my arms are open wide. Because you know just what, you, what to say, and you know just what to do. And I want to tell you so much, I love you. I long to see the sunlight in your hair and tell you time and time again how much I care. Sometimes, sometimes I feel my heart will overflow. Hello, I've just got to let you know, because I wonder where you are and I wonder what you do. Are you somewhere feeling lonely or is someone loving you? Tell me how to win your heart. For I, ha for I haven't got a clue, but let me start by saying I love you. It's a nice enough song, but it's a little bit colored by the video in which Lionel Richie is a teacher who has a thing for a blind student, and the student turns out to be in love with him too, to the point of making a clay bust of him. That hasn't aged well. Nowadays, if that happened, the cops would come into his class, and yes, Lionel, it would be you they were looking for. As I said earlier, Hello was a Triple Crown winner, topping the Canadian, American, and British charts. Richie had quite a few more hits after this, including one more North American number one with 1985's Say You, Say Me. His most recent album was 2012's Tuskegee, on which he, did on which he redid many of his previous hits as duets with country stars such as Willie Nelson, Shania Twain, and Tim McGraw. And since 2018, he's been one of the judges on American Idol. 
So how to sum up the pop music of June 1984? It was a good period for rock and synth pop, and the two seemed to be crossbreeding more and more. And dance music was starting to rise again after the disco crash, but the dancing being done to it was much different, and the sound reflected the inner city street rather than the exclusive nightclub. Now it's time for Old Man Yells at You. This week, you could listen to the compilation The Singular Adventures of the Style Council for more of their classy catchiness, read all the crazy stories in Ozzy Osbourne's 2009 autobiography I Am Ozzy, and or go back to the beginnings of hip-hop to watch Beat Street. All good choices. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. Beach Lovehead, or on the blog post for this episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com, where you can check out the Instagram account at Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion link, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I will link to in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to my Patreon, where you can support the show and get some bonus content including many episodes about Disco on 60 Minutes, the band Fear on Saturday Night Live, and the Monkees on the Johnny Cash Show. And you can make my charts, just like Mike Birmingham. All lyrics quoted are for the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time in the show, we're looking at the charts from June of 1993. We're completing another cycle through the years. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop saying, Hey, everybody, it's music time. Stay safe.